0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Garden Podcast. The guest for this episode is becoming a well-kent face on the television. He's head gardener at Scone Palace and is fronting a brand new event there next year, the Scottish Garden Show. It is, of course, Brian Cunningham. Self-described ginger gardener Brian Cunningham is one of the regular presenters on the BBC Scotland TV programme Beechgrove. He's also the head gardener at the beautiful and historic Schoon Palace in Perth. Brian also pops up from time to time in newspaper columns and magazines to give sound Scottish horticultural advice for the benefit of nearly 30 years' experience. He began as an apprentice working at Craigton Country Park in Fife and he's worked his way up to Head Gardener, now managing 100 acres of gardens and grounds around Schoon Palace. I was lucky enough to be on a group tour of the grounds during the summer and Brian was a really great guide to the trees and plants around the estate. His passion for the history of the gardens really shone through and it's clear he has a huge admiration and a fascination for the plant hunters who brought back some of the most significant species which are still growing in the palace today. So I wanted to follow up that tour with a more in-depth conversation and I was really glad when Brian said he'd love to be on the podcast. We discuss his career in horticulture... Uh, how he puts his stamp on the Schoon Palace gardens, how he ended up on Beech Grove, and we also talk about a brand new project, the Scottish Garden Show, due to take place next May at Schoon Palace. I hope you enjoy our conversation, which took place on a sunny but slightly windy day in the Walled Garden. Here in Scone Palace, near the Walled Garden, with Brian Cunningham. How are you doing? Thank you very much for joining me and for coming onto the Scottish Garden Podcast. Um, you are. I'm going to go through what I think you are. The head gardener here, and you're a presenter on Beechgrove. And as far as I know, you're a columnist because you write a column. I know for our local paper, the Courier any other titles that you've got that
1: I don't know about <laughs> um, there's quite a few rude ones going around about <laughs> me I think but no I, I, not I still scratch my head how um, I've managed to come to this I, I've always dreamed of being a head gardener and I'm so lucky that the, the job came up at school. even luckier that they actually took a, a, a leap of faith with me and um, everything else has just happened it's just great fun absolutely love gardening it's the best place to be we're very lucky it's stopped raining now hasn't it so we're <laughs> sitting here in the sunshine so it's even better now yeah
0: So, how long have you been at Skin?
1: January 2012. Lady Mansfield might say too long, but yeah. (laughs) It's about eight, was that eight years now? Just moving into the ninth. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's been good fun. I mean, I think the garden's amazing. We've got an amazing team. Um, it's, It's great for me, hopefully, to have the ideas and the drive, but you know, we couldn't do anything without the gardeners that have worked here that have moved on to bigger and better things as well. Um, and the volunteers as well I mean it's a great team effort and yeah it's been good fun so new paths just to try and make more flowed smooth routes around the garden I remember when I first came here you would kind of wander up then the path would stop but you didn't really know where to go so getting sort of more solid paths around the ground it's been good fun we've reopened a wee kitchen garden so we're in the wall garden and I guess that would have been the kitchen garden all these years ago but um there's no way we're needing four acres of fruit and veg for the coffee shop visitors at the moment. So we've got a nice wee kitchen garden just the other side of the wall there. All the fruit and veg go down to the palace. We've had the local primary school, they come down and sort of help us do some work in there, but, you know, sort of teaching the primary fives up there how to grow veg. Um, so it's been good fun. Good, good
0: fun. And the wall garden, I believe, that is your sort of next big project, isn't it? You're hoping to bring that back to some, like you say, about you know, to some kind of productivity.
1: Yes. Um, so the last um, three, four years, we have been working on this. Um, so again, despite the size of the gardens, um, you know, there's there's maybe no real outdoor lights of wedding space, that sort of thing. And especially going forward, you know, outdoor weddings, outdoor ceremonies, I assume, are going to be quite a big thing. Luckily, I'm married. I've got no intention of getting married again <laughs> in the next few years. So we are creating. let's say it's four acres. that used to be divided into two two-acre gardens unfortunately the wall the divided wall in the middle is sort of part collapsed but I still think it adds a bit of character yeah, to the old place looks really good and then we're sort of creating a wee formal garden just in the middle of the, the bottom half and that'll be the bit that's open to the public um, and as you can see at the moment it's, we're, we're trying to trade some pleached climbed hedges mm. which is something I've never done before so it's been a great learning curve but I think they just look amazing yeah. Um, I love the way that we could be from here and you you could see underneath the hedge and you get a wee teaser of what's in there but actually in the summer when the hedge is fully grown you'll be standing there and you'll actually feel that you're you're in a little private space so it should be good fun and we've got two orchards, we've got an apple orchard Um, we've also got a a pear orchard which is kind of hidden behind that wall Um, and we're trying to train them as spindles so again we're looking at topiary um, just to sort of give that sort of Feature. there's no way we're going to get the 30 odd gardeners that used to be here to look after this place so it's trying to do little tricks like that you know topiary so at this time of year you've got sort of a, a bit of seasonal interest as well so
0: doing things that sort of manageable projects but that'll you know provide a little bit extra i guess to
1: the yes I, I guess i'm just being very selfish it's all stuff that i want to do <laughs> and, and i'm getting the opportunity to do it here and hopefully everybody else will get to enjoy
0: yeah. it i would say i I would say Schoon Palace is maybe a little bit of a hidden gem maybe not so much for the wider uh, part of Scotland because it is quite well known as a tourist destination and maybe even abroad as well but possibly even for the people that live nearby that have just always seen the road signs and whatever and just think, oh Schoon Palace, yeah, whatever but actually if you come, you, you become aware of just how large it is and the history that's embedded in here
1: it's an amazing place and I'm learning I'm learning about it all the time I mean, I've, I've got to hold my hand up I didn't even know much about the, the Scottish history that, that, that happened here at Scone so that was great um, Clearly I'm more interested in the garden history you know, this is a 200 year old wall garden I want to know about the gardeners that used to work here all the head gardeners that were in charge and all the horticultural interests that we've got here but yeah you've probably got a good point I mean I'll hold my hand up if I've got a day off kind of want to go somewhere. So I'll maybe drive for an hour or an hour and a half and I'll go and see gardens there or go mm. for a walk. It's quite seldom that um, you maybe just have a wee look what's on your doorstep and go mm. for a wee wander. And I guess just now, you know, in, in the period that we're in, local gardens like Schoon, like Glam's, like Blair, like all your, your, all your gardens that are, your parks, your public parks, I mean they're all going to be more important than ever as spaces that we can get outdoors and go for a nice wee wander and Hopefully clear our heads a wee bit.
0: Mm. And um, we might as well get on to it now. Hopefully next year, this will be the venue for an interesting and exciting new show. Yes. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, very exciting. It's very f- exciting. So it, it was very sad that you know Garden Scotland, uh, you, you know, sadly went under as a result of of COVID and and I'm really excited that the bosses here at Schoon have have seen an opportunity for us, you know, with the space that we've got and the capacity that we have here at Schoon uh, and the experience as well, because, you know, we have a lot of uh, events here at Schoon, Mm. um, maybe completely different. I'm thinking of Rewind now while the... All the people going around in luminous lycra It's completely different to what we're going to have here in June You Uh, never know Sophisticated (laughs) Oh dear, you might have started something See if I see anybody going around the garden show in lycra Yes, it it is exciting Um, And hopefully lights here in the wall garden um, We're going to have the the practical element in the show You know, there's According to the Horticultural Trades Association I don't know how they work all these things out But there's apparently 3 million new gardeners Um On the back of lockdown. So doing a very rough calculation based on um, Gardener's World and Beechgrove. Viewing figures, you know, there could be up to about a quarter of a million new gardeners up here in Scotland. So I'm really keen um, for a part of the show to be all about practical gardening. I mean, I I know we've got got you with your great podcast, all the gardening magazines, especially the the, the two that are are focusing on Scotland. Of course, we've got Beechgrove Garden to learn about um, the television programme, learn about gardening. But hopefully, you can all come here and you know, using veg again as as an example, um, come here and really understand by looking. You know, just what crop rotation is. If you wanted to grow your your veg um, using the no dig principles, you know, you could really actually stand here and see it.
0: Ooh. Well, yeah, you've touched on a really interesting point, which is the, 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 the growth that there has been, uh, to excuse the pun, uh, in gardeners and new gardening, um, people that are taking it up for the first time. And it's, it's it's quite exciting, actually, because I think Scotland's probably a nation of gardeners anyway, isn't it? Um, how, do we, how do we encourage these people? Are you worried that people are going to, you know, once lockdown is over and there's a certain sense of normality that they're just... And winter hits, of course, when things are a wee bit slower. Are they just going to kind of give up and think, oh, well, I've had my day with that and that's
1: that? I know, I know. I mean, it, it is a bit weird, isn't it? I mean, this is, in a way, this has been the boost that our industry needed. <coughs> Clearly, we wouldn't have wanted it on the back of a, a no. worldwide pandemic. Um, I think the way I look at things, when you know, when the school kids come down here um, and they do a bit of grown veg with us, we're not expecting everyone to, to buy into the garden and all those kids to buy into the garden but I'm going to use up one now you know if we've planted the seed maybe in their brains you know in a few years time and have their own house and their own family they, you know they might remember what it was like to come down here and what they learned about how grown veg and hopefully how much fun it's been so yeah I guess it's you know you and I now have this responsibility to to hopefully encourage all this next generation of gardeners or hopefully all these new gardeners to realise that It is great fun. It is nice being outdoors and just pottering away. I think we're all learning to live with this this thing. But, um, yeah, hopefully you can just grab that little bit of garden that hopefully everybody has, either in the back or the front of their houses, etc. Just see it as a wee opportunity. If they have, but a wee rose bush. Um, You know, back in June when all the garden centres were opening up, Come spring they might look at it and think do I not need to do a wee bit of pruning so fingers crossed the switch on the beach grove or they open yeah. up the garden magazine <laughs> and then as you say, oh, well actually I was reading that you can actually get a bit of feeding for these roses as well I'll go at the garden so centre and get that <laughs> and as you say hopefully it snowballs yeah. and hopefully yeah. we'll keep them.
0: Well um let's move on to beach grove because um uh, you're obviously a presenter on there and that's, that's sort of adapted its format a bit um in the past few months and and it seems like a more almost like a more collective and a community sort of feel about it now because there's a lot more uh, audience interaction and oh. things. And, uh, it feels like gardening is for everyone now yeah. as opposed to you tune in to see Monty or whoever on the TV doing the thing and you think, oh, well, that's their fancy garden, I couldn't yeah. do that. But actually, when you see other people's gardens, you realise that it is for everyone.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a fan of the program. I just, I still enjoy. If I'm not on it that week, I, I still enjoy watching it and get reminded of what I need to be doing in the garden. I suppose I'm a bit of a cheek, but it's great <laughs> having George there on my box every week just to sort of tell me what to be doing. But you're right. I 100% agree. I mean, there has been a lot of comments on Facebook that you know, Beechgrove has always traditionally been down to earth, gardening practical tips, and I like to think that we. We do achieve that up at, mm-hmm. in the actual garden up in Aberdeen. <laughs> but there is no doubt that actually going into... I mean, Lucy's balcony, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, we could, we could create something up in, in Beechgrove, you know, build a wee balcony set or, or something like that. Um, but there's nothing better than actually going to someone who has first-hand experience, who has a balcony... And you really see what they are doing. And then you do say to yourself, gosh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they could do it, she's shown me how to do it. So I think it's been wonderful, and right. I hope it continues. Well,
0: what's Beach Grove like, then? How did you get into it? <laughs> so, do you, is that an aspect of your work that, you know, it's obviously very different <coughs> from just, you know, working in the garden, but do you really enjoy it?
1: I do, so, yeah. Well, it's, it must be it, a different challenge. It is, it is. It is enjoyable. I mean, I had no aspirations whatsoever um, to be a television presenter or anything. As I say, I'd reached what I wanted to be which was a head gardener and, and as you said earlier to sort of stamp my my mark on the gardens here and hopefully bring in folk to enjoy themselves I think it all started um, with a chilli eating competition <laughs> that um, I ended up having with Carol we had a, had a chilli festival here at Scroon and the beach Grove came down poor Carol came down and the pair of us ended up having a chilli eating competition which is the worst experience I've ever done but <laughs> It was great fun, and the producer, Gwyneth Hardy, who is, uh, you yeah, know, an amazing woman. She's got, a, you know, her a, a finger on the pulse, completely on Scottish culture. She must have... Well, I like to think that she saw something in me, but part of me just sort of says, well, I've got ginger here and BBC Scotland have a certain quote of gingers that they have to have on the telly, so I sort of ticked them up <laughs> But, um, no, it's great fun, and, and um... Yeah, I hope I do it for a few more years yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. Who are your gardening heroes then?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a good question. (laughs) (sighs) I bet I have to say some of the guys that, you know, that started me off, so that, you know, where I trained. So I'm from St Andrews, um, and I do feel lucky. So I guess my brain's not wired to go to college. It it is, I had to go to college, don't get me wrong. but I I was an apprentice, so I got trained for four years. Um... Hi, guys. So that was at the time when the local authorities still had the funding, you know, to go to garden shows mm-hmm. um, and big and big festivals. So at Craigton under North East Fife District Council, um, these guys won gold medals at um, Chelsea, Hampton Court, the Ebbavale Garden Festival. So, what a great experience to learn from these guys and their enthusiasm and their knowledge. You know, the, the head gardener at the time, Alan Graham, I mean, what a guy. It was all about fun you know being serious with your work as well so there was a great work ethic sort of put into us as well um, other heroes I, I love garden history mm-hmm. I like seeing what how we got to this point um, so again y- using all these sort of towering conifers in front of us Schoon, um has a, a link with David Douglas so he's one of Scotland's great plant hunters um, the link is, you know, he was born here at Schoon. Um These four walls that we are sitting in amongst You know, this is where he did his, his seven-year apprenticeship as well I um, mean, you really start reading about the stories about these guys What they had to go through to send back all the material That we now enjoy and even take for granted today I mean, it, it was proper amazing I mean, David Douglas, he was, what, trapped in a whirlpool um, When he was trying to take all his... his collections across and he, and he lost them all. I mean, how demoralising must that have been? Mm-hmm. Um, when he was trying to go up a tree to collect some seed, the guide the guide that he'd hired, he turned round to see him running away with all his possessions, all his <laughs> money. So he learnt his lesson then. He used to get his gun and he would just shoot down seed on the branches <laughs> of the tree that the, the, were holding the seed-bearing cones on after that. It's just fascinating. So I, I love all those stories. I love all the, the, about the plant hunters and just learning how all these plants that we love are, are with us today. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And um, from what I've read of you, you don't actually have a sort of specific... i have do my research, of course. <laughs> I've got to do my research. Um, you, you, you've sort of said you, you like a bit of everything. you leave no favourites in the garden. But would you prefer to grow, say, food rather than flowers, for example? Oh, or
1: That's a tough one. That's yeah. like asking which is my favourite child.
0: I know, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs>
1: I do have a soft spot for alpine gardens. Yeah. I, I must admit, I always have a soft touch for alpine gardens. But no, I enjoy every. I want to know a little bit about everything. I don't want to be a master. I want to know about dahlias. Yeah. Uh, you know how to grow them. What I like looking at the lovely, start, the, the stunning. Is it Evelyn? Um, I mean, that's just an absolutely beautiful one. Yeah. That one, you know, white with a little touch of pinky um, purple on the edge of the on the frills.
0: Yeah.
1: The tulips when they all come up. And, you know, I, I don't want to just focus on. On the one thing, I want to know everything. Yeah. I'm greedy, selfish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a difficult question. I, I, I definitely appreciate, it. especially when you're in charge of such a vast area with so many different elements to it, like everything from like you say a bulb to a huge tree. Uh, you know, but I guess that means there's variety probably in every day and every season for you. It probably never. Well, it never gets old. Hopefully,
1: no so far anyway, touch wood and yeah. that's what, nearly 30 years I've been doing this now yeah. I think I'm only halfway there, which is quite frightening um, but yeah and again I'm lucky, so again the team that I've got you know, we do have individuals that are maybe maybe focusing on the garden, and, uh, sorry the grass mm-hmm. or keeping the beds maintained and, and the lifting and splitting you know, working with the volunteers um, and again, growing the veg so it's great that I know that I can trust these guys and their enthusiasm and their talents to get on with the job and I'm just lucky that probably annoy them but get to go in and flit in and sort of work with them for a wee while or say right we're going to do this this year let's go give this a try that sort of thing Um so yeah maybe my position just allows me again to just enjoy a little bit of everything and not focus if I had to focus on the one thing I'd be ecstatic about it <laughs> but I'm, I'm just lucky that I get to do everything. Yeah, do
0: everything and is there any sort of advice you would have for anyone who's maybe coming into horticulture a young person or otherwise um, who's maybe thinking of this kind of historic kind of an estate type work is that, is that an element you obviously enjoy it it's, it must be an interesting um, uh, sort of division of horticulture
1: Yeah, and there's no doubt, you know, know, sometimes it's not glamorous. So we do have a lot of events here and, and, you know, the business needs the events. Mm. But, you know, sometimes where I would rather be out, maybe tying in dahlias or picking sweet peas or something, you know, we have to go away and either cut out car parks (laughs) or uh, pull tractors out of mud, that sort of thing. Uh, Cars out of mud, using the tractors. Mm -hmm. Um... And, you know, and again, being, you know, but then if you can, you work in the likes of a botanical garden, then, you know, you you probably will be doing 100% gardening or, or close to 100% gardening. Um, but then again, you could argue, well, it's conservation, so you might not be getting the opportunity then to grow dahlias. Oh, yes. I think, again, I was lucky, probably without even realising it, you know, I did... Six, seven years, my first job, which was so it was a park, so it was everything you know, bowling greens, roses, glass houses, um, the works. And then I did five years at the Royal Botanic, so I then learned all about conservation. Mm. Um, I then did a spell in a private garden in a private estate, so you learn all the skills there and all the challenges there that you have to face. And then again, it was always that goal of wanting to be a head gardener somewhere. Um, someday You know That's where I've ended up now In, in An historic garden mm-hmm. But It doesn't matter where you are I guess I'm the away here But you know Your question is Just You know Get get an experience You know yeah. Unless you are focused already And you know That's what you want to do You want to run a nursery Or something like that Then, then fantastic But don't be afraid To go out And move around And yeah. and try different kinds of gardening You know you'll yeah. just love it all though. Yeah. it won't help you in the slightest you'll just want to keep doing whatever you're doing
0: yeah well it sounds like you've definitely got like such a breadth of experience anyway and um, and you're doing so many interesting things in Scottish gardening at the moment that it's been really good to speak to you about it all and, and just kind of get that wee insight into uh, into things so thanks very much
1: and thank you if you'll allow me I mean mm-hmm. I want to say congratulations to like to yourself and the Scottish gardening magazine you know all you guys you're, you're all doing the same job we're all out there promoting Scottish horticulture, so good on you for doing this. I hope I haven't lost you a few listeners during this podcast. Oh, no, uh... no, no,
0: no, no, no. I, d- I doubt that, I doubt that sincerely. No, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, well, let's catch up again and hopefully at the Scottish Gardening Show next, yes. next year. <laughs> Some very kind words there from Brian Cunningham. And if you want to see him in action on Beach Grove, the series is now finished for the season, but you can still watch all the episodes on BBC iPlayer. And there are also plenty of clips and top tips to be found on their social media channels. I can really recommend you check out some of those. You can also find Schoon Palace on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And I'll put a lovely list of links in the show notes, including where to find more information on the exciting new Scottish garden show. After a long year of very few gardening events, I'm sure we'll all be looking forward to that one. So thanks again to Brian for chatting to me for this podcast and thanks to you for listening. I hope you'll tune in again for the next episode. Until then, be happy and well in your garden. Goodbye.